0: The Old Testament reading for this morning comes from the Book of Jonah. Third chapter. Go ahead and read the whole thing. This is the story. Next, God spoke to Jonah a second time up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh. Preach to them. They're in a bad way, and I can't ignore it any longer." And this time, Jonah started off straight for Nineveh, obeying God's orders to the letter. Now, Nineveh was a big city, very big. It took three days to walk across it. And Jonah entered the city, went one day's walk, and preached. In 40 days, Nineveh will be smashed. When the people of Nineveh listened and trusted God, they proclaimed a city-wide fast and dressed in burlap to show their repentance. Everyone did it, rich and poor, famous and obscure, leaders and followers. And when the message reached the king of Nineveh, he got up off of his throne, threw down his royal robes, dressed in burlap, and sat down in the dirt And then he issued a public proclamation throughout Nineveh authorized by him and his leaders. Not one drop of water, not one bite of food for man, woman, or animal, including your herds and flocks. Dress them all, both people and animals, in burlap and send up a cry for help to God. Everyone must turn around, turn back from an evil life and the violent ways that stain their hands. And who knows... Maybe God will turn around and change God's mind about us, quit being angry with us, and let us live. And God saw what they had done, that they had turned away from their evil lives. God did change God's mind about them. What God said God would do to them, God didn't do. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Guide us, O Lord, through the trials and conflicts of our soul life, and fill our centers with your presence, that daily work may become to us our calling, that all may learn the dignity of labor and make it a free will offering to you open our ears, our eyes, our hearts, our minds to your word for us this day. Amen. The word repent, which is central to our scripture readings for today, literally means to turn around. It implies a turning away from doing something wrong, turning instead toward doing something right. Now, Jonah realizes that he was wrong. He was called by God to go and preach to the people of Nineveh that God was going to destroy the city because of its wickedness. And today, so we understand what that means, equivalent to today, it would kind of be like God telling you to go and preach in the streets of ISIS headquarters that God was going to destroy them. Now Jonah was afraid for his life. He ran away in a hurry and boarded a ship for Tarshish, which was at the exact opposite of the known world. He wanted to get as far away from that call God had placed on him as he possibly could. He runs away from God. But you know... You really can't do that. A huge storm threatens to break up the ship, and the sailors figure out that Jonah is the problem. So they ask him what they should do. Imagine that. And Jonah tells them, well, you've got to throw me overboard. And they don't want to do it, but the storm is so bad that they toss him into the sea. And the storm stops as Jonah sinks. But God sends a fish to swallow him, and he spends three days and nights in the belly of the fish, at the bottom of the sea, which in old-time thinking was Sheol, which is really about as far away from God as the ancients believed that you could get. And while he is there, he prays, and he admits that, you know what, I just might have been wrong. And the fish spits him up on dry land, and God comes to him and calls him again to go to Nineveh, and this time he goes. Now, Nineveh was a fairly large city, and when Jonah arrives, he begins to do as he was told. He starts to speak God's message to the people, 40 more days, and Nineveh will be smashed. Now, he may have shouted as he walked, or he might have just said it to individual folks as they passed him, or... He may have just mumbled it under his breath, for all we know. But we know for sure that he is only one day into a large task, and the people listen, and they repent. Now, they didn't have to do it. They were powerful, arrogant, violent people. And Jonah was this measly little dude who looked like and probably smelled like fish food but they listen to him. There's an interesting contrast between the Ninevites and Jonah. While we see just a tinge of regret in Jonah for his disobedience and running from God, the Ninevites demonstrate the greatest example of regret that we might see in the entire Bible. They hear Jonah and they respond immediately. They declare a fast, remove their fancy clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes, and they go about mourning. And the fast in the morning is complete from the least person in the city all the way up to the king. Everyone participates. Now, folks, just how do you suppose we repent these days? Do we repent? I think we've made a convenient move to see repentance associated more WITH FEELING BAD THAN TRULY UNDERSTANDING THE COST OF OUR SIN, INDIVIDUAL AND CORPORATE. A MAN sent A CHECK INTO THE GOVERNMENT FOR BACK TAXES WITH A NOTE ATTACHED THAT SAID, YOU KNOW, I FEEL GUILTY FOR CHEATING ON MY TAXES, SO I HAD TO SEND YOU A CHECK. AND IF I DON'T FEEL ANY BETTER, I'LL SEND YOU THE REST. not good enough. Repentance requires an about-face, a U-turn. Think of a husband and a wife in a car. I can tell you this from experience. (laughs) The wife tells her husband to turn right at the next intersection and by mistake, he turns left. (laughs) Now when he realizes what he has done, he says to his wife, I'm sorry, honey, I went the wrong way. If that is all he does, it is not enough. His saying he's sorry doesn't get them any closer to where they want to be. It doesn't even stop them from getting further away. To get to where they want to be, he needs to make a U-turn and go the way his wife told him to go in the first place. Now the king of Nineveh seems to understand that these folks, they don't deserve to be forgiven. He says after calling for repentance, who knows, maybe God will turn around and change God's mind about us and let us live. Repenting is not a way to get to God so that God must forgive us. We can rely on God's promise of forgiveness, but that true 180 degree turn doesn't demand it. It is the first step towards healing and wholeness. This is the kind of forgiveness cycle that is a large part of the Jonah story. Now, after Jonah repents and says he'll do what God wants him to do, God sets his feet back on the land and comes to Jonah yet again. God doesn't say, glad you came to your senses, but you're done as a prophet. I'll send someone else. No, the words from God are the exact same words that begin the story. God gives Jonah a second chance to do what he's supposed to do. And God's mercy, it runs through the entire story. It's first extended to Jonah in a powerful way, then it is extended to the Ninevites. These were all ordinary, sinful people. They weren't famous. They didn't do other great things that are mentioned in Scripture. They were people perhaps a lot like you and me, failing God with our actions and our inaction every day. And God did not give up on them. God doesn't give up on us. So why do we sometimes give up on ourselves? Now, Jonah received God's grace, but he sincerely hoped that the people of Nineveh would not. We're left at the end of this story with Jonah angry at God for sparing a city full of people and not getting it. Jonah freely accepted forgiveness, but he just couldn't want that same experience FOR SOMEBODY ELSE. BUT A MARKED CONTRAST TO THE GOSPEL READING FOR THIS MORNING. JESUS APPEARS PREACHING REPENTANCE WITH AN INVITATION TO FOLLOW HIM. NO RELUCTANCE. THE DISCIPLES DID NOT RUN AWAY. THEY DROPPED WHAT THEY WERE DOING, WALKED AWAY, AND FOLLOWED. AND IT JUST SEEMS TO ME that this is all something to think about this morning. Amen.